the man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Lucks Given. And boom, just like that, we're back on No Lucks Given no Podcast. No Lucks Given, baby. Welcome. My name is Danny Keith, and brother I got my Luck. co-host in the building, Brother Luck. Yes. Lucky brother. Welcome back to the No Lucks Given Podcast. Look, I want to give a special thank you to everybody listening through the Spotify and through the Apple Podcast. We appreciate the love. And then always, if you want to watch the video, you go to YouTube. Go to Chef Brother Luck YouTube channel, and you'll find the video versions of the No Lucks Given Podcast. What's yes. up, brother? How you doing this week? Man, you know what? I'm doing good. You know, I, I keep picking my head up, and I... And I'm I'm just being grateful for the fact that we woke up. Like hey. it's, it's literally that simple. I heard you know that today I mean? too. I related to it. Every, everything else can be figured out. Everything else we can deal with. But you know what? Like that's a blessing. If if you are live listening to this, you are in the car, you are in the gym, you got yep. this in your headphones, you're watching live on Instagram, whatever it is, man, be thankful that you are alive today. Just to, right. just to partake, right? You get right. opportunity. That's it. Like. Man, that's that's all you can ask for. You know what I'm saying? Is is a shot at the day, and then you know what I'm saying what you make from there. And I got to remember because I started it early, so it's uh, five minutes in advance. Just doing my time check for y'all. Okay. All right. If y'all on IG, I do want to make sure I say this IG or even like the Facebook Live. If y'all have questions, topics, I want to ask you guys how y'all feeling today. What's on y'all minds? Like any topics on your minds that we can talk about? I'll be open to you know what I'm saying. I'll be willing to open the platform there, open the table. And but beyond that, I just want to talk about something real quick. You said that, um, you know, saying we're just grateful to be alive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, today I was I was driving in traffic and on my way up here. I thought I was running late, to be honest. And uh, from Fountain all the way up, I'm telling you, man, I-25 was like stop and go traffic because there was Mm -hmm. an accident or whatever. And there was a moment where I I thought to myself, I was just like, man, I'm just just thankful to be here on this on this journey of life and figuring this stuff out like i'm pretty you know grateful for the position that you know that i'm in right now or even that we're all in Mm -hmm. having a a shot at at what what we're trying to do you know what i'm saying so shot at life is really what i'm just grateful for is is it's kind of like what i'm gonna use the analogy is just you know i'm saying getting up to the t-box and starting your day you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah. you know what i and i I think this is i'm gonna transition this because i'm gonna take the lead on this I had the opportunity to listen to your story this week. Oh man, don't do this! Don't do this! Another (laughs) podcast, (laughs) and you know what? I learned a lot. I learned a lot too. But you know, I I I really want to get back into to that man because like you, you you, want to do that on here? Yeah, man. You opened up. You talked about like who you were as a person, where you're growing, like, yeah. you know, you touched on some things of your past and, and you, yeah. you opened up, man. And that was, yeah, you're going to make was, me cry yo. already. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was enjoyable, you know? And I, and I just, I, I'm kind of curious, like, how are you feeling a week later after that's kind of been released? Yo, that's crazy. And that's people are listening that to it. Like, I had this conversation live. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm grateful, man. I just got chills because, I am grateful that I had that opportunity. I do have another podcast with Leah. It's on Spotify. You know, she got on me about not saying her name, but Leah Flores. It's called Between the Sheets Podcast, but they do an interview where they actually, they flipped it on me. We were supposed to interview somebody else. They didn't mm-hmm. show up, so they just interviewed me. Yeah, it was and, good. And uh, they caught me off guard because um, I was super emotional that week. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I told you about my super emotional day, and um, and then they interviewed me. So- to answer your question, a week later, like, I, I have so much more to say. 
Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, it's a good thing we got <laughs> microphones in front of us. Yeah. And we got a whole platform to talk about yeah. what you got to say, man. Because yeah. I, I think when you share, especially in a public forum, you, there's there's things that you go back and you go, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. Or or I wonder how that came across. Yeah, yeah. I was, so I was very worried because my mother is a sensitive topic. My mm-hmm. father is a sensitive topic. Yeah. And, uh, and you were very the, tactful for you the very first tactful. time in my life, bro. I I felt your your I felt your pain. I almost cursed, but I mm-hmm. held it back. Um, I felt your pain because I, I've I've always been behind the camera, and even when I'm in front of the camera, I talk about my life. That's more of current time. I don't really go into my past. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So my painful moment where I understood a little bit about what you go through is that your story it also ties in other people's story. Yeah. And that when you share your story, that really can affect, and you told me, it can affect their trust with you. Mm. And uh, I was super, super scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was super, super scared uh-huh. to um, talk about my mom and talk about my dad because, like, those, like, that, that is my, my yeah. youth. You know what I mean? And, and my relationship with my father was very unique mm-hmm. um he was super militant and very strict on me and uh, i wasn't allowed to do a lot of stuff like yeah like most people but have cornrows. Um, i couldn't have braids yeah i wasn't allowed to <laughs> yeah so i had i used to have long hair and i i, I used to be an afro so is this short hair now yeah i mean <laughs> this is probably like bro if i pick my hair out like it's pretty r- ridiculous yeah but that's all that i was allowed to do is pick it out wow i couldn't do none with it that's crazy. <laughs> you know, and I, and I think just to kind of catch the, the listeners up to what we're talking about. So when when I was on Top Chef uh, the first time, um, I, I was very open and, and I intentionally had gone through um, a lot of, of therapy. I had just I had just been going through this whole self-discovery phase. I've been yeah. working with a therapist and I've been dealing with a lot of things from my past. So I was coming to terms with uh, the things that I was shameful about. Right. Right. So right. I, was, I was just in this point where I was proud to talk about it. Right. Because you know, I had dealt with it. I had finally embraced that spider. Right. And, and cleared out all those cobwebs. And, right. and I was dealing with a lot of stuff. And it's a catch 22. Yeah. But but when I went on the show on national TV. Yeah. And, and I shared. Some Share things, your pain. Yeah, your story. My story. Yeah. When I got home, my mother was like. Why you tell everybody our business? Right, 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 right. <laughs> She's like, I didn't, I didn't want some of my stories shared because some people don't know about her story. It's right, and, and it made me feel bad because I didn't even think about it that way. I yeah, was just, yeah. I was just talking about my, my, yeah. my perspective. So that, yes. Yeah, so when because I've had that close um, relationship with you, mm-hmm. I was fully aware when I was having that conversation because, like, it's easy. And, and and the weird thing is, is like my me and my mother, me and my father are in a pretty good space right now. Yeah. So then to bring up these older things mm-hmm. that may have affected me, it's you know what I'm saying the yeah. timing could be tricky. So I, I walked a thin line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and, and and I think that's something you know to share with listeners is is when you are put on that platform and you are aware of of someone's trying to get something out of you yeah you have a tendency to shut down and dance around yeah 
and yeah. not give it to them. Yeah. And, and I, I think the listener can usually hear that. Yeah. And I could, I could hear like you were, you I'm know, the, certain things you didn't want to talk about. I'm the person that shuts down. Like mm-hmm. I am like, if I could be, <laughs> I'll cry right now. <laughs> if I could be transparent with the world, like in certain situations, I shut down. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't deal with it. Yeah. So I need time away. And I t- we talked about this, but like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm learning about me now. Yeah. In those moments, like I, I'll overboil. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I don't have any courtesy of of that moment because I'm so, you know, over the top. So, like, yeah, I, I, I definitely um, relate to your pain because I started to think about it in a lot of different ways. Even, like, sharing the stuff that I did share with my dad. Like, yo, if my dad hears that podcast, like, he probably would think that I was disrespecting him. Yeah, which is, I understand. Like, bro, like we're grown as hell now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but but the difference is 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 we all have different perspectives of how things went. I how many times have you ever had a conversation with a sibling or a yeah. parent? Yeah, or someone from your childhood, and you're like, "This is what happened." They're like, "That's not what happened." Right. You know, we that all was had your perspective. That was your perspective. Happened. Right. You know, and and but that doesn't change your story. And right. I, I think that's something that's so important is yep. to understand the difference of you know, yes, that's 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 what you experienced, but this is how it made me feel, mm. and this is what happened to me because right. of it. Like, right. there's nothing wrong with that and and i think we have a tendency to feel like immediately like shame or we back off and we don't get into it anymore because you know we're obviously going to disagree on what the memory was right you can't change my memory you can't you can't and i think that that's something that i really had to deal with was that shame factor and you know like i kind of mentioned it on the on the podcast like i have more to tell but there are some things that i'm still navigating through you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and uh, but the shame thing is real. I feel like like we have a lot of shame around, you know, the things that that other people know. And yeah. like that's that's like such a, a funny idea to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm battling with and navigating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that's a big piece, too, is, you know, even, even as I'm working on this book and we're kind of going through like subject matter. There's certain things I don't want to talk about. There's certain things that I don't think need to be shared with the world. There's certain things that. You know, it just it gets too personal. It gets too yeah. deep, and 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 not everything is for the public, and that's yeah. that's okay because we live in we live in this world of of everybody knows everybody's business because everybody posts their business online, right? So you know, it's, it's okay to hold some stuff back for yourself and and for your family and for for just your own you know sense of of security. I think that's a big piece. Yeah, and I think like for me, I'm I'm figuring out like the dynamic of. Like, how much do I keep to myself and, like, when and how to get it out? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to just blat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because blat has no positive, you know, outcome to me. Yeah. Um. So I, I need to figure out a way. So, like, dealing with that dynamic of what, what personal things are personal we need to keep to myself, but what things do I need to let go of? Because that's really just shame and somebody could be benefited from that mm-hmm. story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you were able to persevere or somehow deal right, with it to talk right. about it. I was. And like, that's where I'm at. Like, is like, I, I'm living that life. And yeah. what I realize is like, man, I have a gift that God gave me, which is to be able to speak. Most people can't do this stuff. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. So like one for me to go through the things that I went through and then have the gift to speak these things. Like I do feel like I have that calling to do it. So yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> I, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest, John, John, I love you. One of the biggest things that I constantly think about, you talked about this just briefly, is is shutting down, right? Yeah. And and I think that's a it's an immediate defense mechanism to where 
you know, you feel attacked, so you shut the world out. You put up walls, yeah, yeah. and you retreat into your own safety net. Right, and right. and that's okay as a as an adolescent. Right. But I think as you as you become an adult, as you become a leader, as you become right. a boss, as you right. become a husband, you become a parent. Shutting down does nothing positive. You can't shut down. I had right. I had a I had a a, a, a colleague of mine who um, called me out on this one night. Yeah. We were in the middle of a busy, busy, busy Saturday. And, and we've got, I don't know, five, ten banquets going on. And something happened, and I just shut down. And I'm yeah. in the middle of it. Like, I'm running, you know, a, a, probably a good $100,000 worth of business that night. Yeah, yeah. And I shut down. And I literally retreated to, like, the back pastry area, and I started, like, slicing chives or something. Something just Some simple. simple getaway. Yeah, and, and I shut down, and I stopped leading. Yeah. And he walked over to me. I'll never forget this. He said, you shutting down is doing nothing for anyone right now, including yourself and your team. I need right. you to I need you to get out of this this mindset right now, right, and I need right. you to go lead. And, yeah. and, and that was, like, for him to say that to me, it, it broke something to where I was like, yeah. wow. Whoever that is, like, kudos to them. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it takes a lot to to be able to speak up and say that to somebody. Mm-hmm. And But I think more importantly that everybody needs that type of a teammate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you need people you to call teammate, you out. You, you know, know what I'm saying? And, and I think what's nice is, like, we, we obviously have that with each other. I have that with Tina. Like those relationships are so important because they're going to call you out and say, absolutely not. Like you're wrong and you probably need to rethink what you're saying and what you're doing and and be aware. Mm -hmm. And and when you're shutting down, you know, it's because you're so isolated. Right. uh, You're by yourself. You you only have to depend on yourself. Right. Right. And I think that's the that's the difference is when you're by yourself and you're you're solo, it's easier to shut down because it's just you. But yeah. when you shut down, it and affects it, other it people affects now. It affects other people. You know what I mean? I, I think about a sports analogy like, you know what I'm saying, the leader's a quarterback. Let the quarterback shut down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the whole team is done. So, like, you have a lot of accountability or responsibility as that leader to, you know, fulfill and, and lead at, at the end of the day. Yeah. So if you're shutting down, it is affecting other people. <clears throat> so – that is something personally, like in my personal life, because in business, I don't shut down necessarily unless there's a personal business connection. Mm-hmm. I do find I shut down sometimes, but it's always because there's a personal. It's, yeah. it's never if it's business is business to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, I have been working on that. And I can honestly tell you just like asking more questions helps me. Yeah. Um, I know the, a few podcasts before, like we had made a very big like emphasis on that is like when we're having conversations instead of you know um it's called active listening so yeah. you know, coming from it, a place of curiosity yes 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 so we talked about that and um that helps me like with the shutting down shit you know yeah. what i mean yeah just to gain clarity like you know what i'm saying just to give if somebody else is relating to this that's what's helping me you know what yeah. I'm you know we a lot i think a lot of us feel that is is it's easier to just shut down not say anything not engage, not deal with the confrontation, not deal with the problem. A lot of us ignore problems until they, they go away. But the reality is they don't go away. Right. Right. You can't just ignore it and it's gone. Like you right. still have to deal with it. You still have to talk about it. At you still some have to point. find resolution. At some point. And, and and I think that's such an important piece is, you know, you can't shut down. So it was really cool to see you not shut down last right. week. Right. Right. And and open up yeah. when you were kind of <clears> cut off guard because you had the option. You had the choice. Yeah. To be like, nah, we ain't gonna talk about that and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yo, I'm ready. And I, I think yeah. for me with like mental health and, and therapy, I realized I was ready to talk to a therapist. Yeah. 
You know, when I was an adolescent, I want nothing to do with a ther- therapist. I didn't want to talk to him. You mind your business. This is my world. I'll figure it out. I got right, it. Right, right. And when I finally got to a point where I was willing to talk, man, when when he said, "How you doing?" I just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit him yeah. with everything, you know. So I'm gonna tell I was you. Ready. I'll tell you a story just because we're we're talking about <clears throat> some of the things in my youth. And I didn't share this, but I, I thought about that as I was watching it back. She asked me at one moment, like, what is something nobody knows about you? Mm-hmm. And I, <clears throat> I didn't share this, but as I watched it back, there was two things I thought about. One was is that I did go to therapy when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My father pulled me out of school and he made me go to therapy. But I was, I was in such a space that, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. I don't know the truth. But I felt like the therapist was going to tell my dad everything. Mm-hmm. So I had I had no interest in There's speaking no to the therapist. Second thing I, 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 on that notion is is that when I was with T-Mobile and I had um, good insurance, like I was seeking a therapist, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get one. It's hard. It was it was hard to get one, like get one to call me back or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, and I called like four or five therapists and left voicemails and everything. And like once they didn't reach out, like at that point I was just like, well. You know, what I'm, I'm not gonna have this job much yeah. longer. So, <laughs> I well, was trying to get a therapist before I quit. To be honest, and and I think that's good that you know you've kind of recognized that you have made those steps or have been in those experiences. I'm very similar with that. You know, what's nice is I'm finding other directions. Like I haven't been to like an actual office and therapist obviously since COVID started. Right, that hasn't been a priority. And I don't like the the whole webinar, but you know, I I've, I've been using a lot of these platforms to right. deal with a lot of stuff. This and is talk therapeutic about a lot of stuff. to me. It's very you know therapeutic. I mean? This is super therapeutic. Like all these conversations with you are are very, especially when we don't have a topic to begin with. It's so therapeutic to me because I'm actually figuring things out as we as we discuss. Like it's mm-hmm. super. John John said the greatest part of this is that we're both still doing these podcasts, um, and and we get it together. Which means you you got better at speaking over time what you need, but basically like this is allowing us that opportunity to get it out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, and this is the whole point of why we even started this is because you and I were just having conversations, right? And they were getting therapeutic deep. conversations, like super deep. And yeah, like and they were getting deep and, about and life or we thought know, business. This would make sense for other people, and it's cool that other people are listening to it. You know, and and they have lots of questions, and it's not just food related. Yeah, or IG if you IG if you got some questions or any comments, throw them in. We'll, we'll definitely react to them or um, feedback. Same with the Facebook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this this is where where no luck's given was born. Yeah. It's, so it's I, I, I guess the, the question I want to ask you now, like, how are you doing this week? Like, how am I doing this week, man? To be honest, like, and I appreciate you asking, but, like, to, this week has been great to me. Um, Like, I, I was, before we began, <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, this week has been crazy, but I'm so super blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've prayed about having these problems that I have, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And what I mean by that is just, like, you know, business coming and, and like, me networking with different people. I'm working with, you know, two editors, and then I, I have actually – um, potentially like a whole team that I'm yeah. working with now. So like, you know, these things are falling in in line. Like God's really helping me. Um, and like some of the business, like Jason, um, mm-hmm. that we talked about, <clears throat> me me and Jason worked. I did his speaking engagement, so that went really well. Um, oh, you did get to work with Jason. That's yeah, a cool yeah, dude. Man. I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. This. So Tuesday, I, I rocked with Jason. Jason okay. did a speaking engagement, which was so good for me to watch. I'm such a sponge. He's good. All right, here, let's talk about this. Okay, then All just right. to touch up. So Jason Harris is a friend of mine. 
uh, and I'm sure now a friend, yeah, a friend, friend of, of mine Dana. too, yeah. And and Jason is a pilot, right? And he's from Oakland, California. Yeah. And, and Jason, and I obviously he's relate. a military veteran yep. as well. He's a vet. He's done combat missions. Flew like a whole bunch of flights. It, he has a great little uh, slideshow. And what what I love about what Jason does is is Jason um, goes back to the communities, the inner city communities, and talks to kids of color and says, "You can become." A pilot, yeah, like that's yeah. not something that's out of reach. Yeah. So we've built this friendship on just you know our outreach and our our our, our responsibilities to the community and, and and being positive role models. Yeah. And it kind of led into this whole discussion of like, hey, we also want to do travel and food yeah, and wine, travel food with a plane. Like so, I didn't know ideas. that you got to. I want to hear more about this. So yeah. you got to do a speaking engagement with with, with Jason, with Jason, and you 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 filmed it. Right, right, right. So that's I why the- you were at Shine. Okay. Okay, yes, now I'm putting it together. Okay, I yes, got it. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, I was wondering bro. why you were out there. Yeah, I wasn't. Hey, yeah. you, know what I'm you know I don't go nowhere without an invite. So, yeah. uh, so I went to Shine Mountain Resort, uh-huh. and uh, Jason had a speaking engagement. So the the part that I really wanted to stress here was, like, I have so much interest in speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you speak, like, I always, I'm, I'm a student. I watch what you do. Um, even, even like these podcasts allowed me to understand, or even like the, um, you know, the speeches that I've done, the two that I've done gives me a little, um, insight of, of what my gift is. Mm -hmm. So when I watched Jason, I was a sponge, like all I was doing, although I was filming, I was watching him. Like Mm -hmm. I was watching, I was listening to the content. What were you looking for? Well, I was, I'll tell you what I learned. Um, one, um, he's very confident. But I love the way that he engaged with the crowd and made them do feedback. Mm-hmm. Like so so it was like a call and response. Yeah. And then he also had activities. Um, I think that that was and he had a four hour session. So like four hours, like a whole workshop. It wasn't just one like little speaking. Yeah. So I, I took a lot of nuggets from how he how he kind of told his story and then brought it full circle into what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I just thought, of, I, if I could be honest, in all love, respect to Jason, I just saw how tangible like that was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just thought, like, yo, that ain't far. Yeah. what I really thought. Absolutely. Um, so it was a great time. Um, Cheyenne Mountain Resort is beautiful. Yeah, yo, I, I worked there I for five years. never been there in my life. Um, <laughs> it's a fun course, too. I'm trying to figure out who can get me on the course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched Steve Kander put a put a hole-in-one on that course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the stories. And yeah. all I could think about was how, like, y'all sneaking out and going to play oh, nine we real We play quick. so much golf there. <clears throat> Man, I, I love yeah. that. I love that you got to experience not only a beautiful property, and, and but also to get to work with Jason because I, yeah. I think we're going to have some stuff in the future with Jason Yeah, because how cool would this be? I'm just going to put it out there. How cool would this be if, if like we sit in here having a conversation? But like, hey, let's, uh, where's the best barbecue the in best San barbecue, Francisco? Right. Like, and, and I'm like, nah, best barbecue's in Memphis. And yeah, he's like, no, 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 you got to nah, go to Kansas go, we City. We got to go to Boston. Like, right. No, 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 you got to go to Texas. And then Jason comes up, hey he's guys, like, I'm in town. Let's go. And then like he <laughs> flies the plane. Like the Jason flies the plane, I record it. Yes, the fact that you got somebody who could fly the plane and then we go eat the barbecue in all these amazing barbecue cities. I think, I, man, I love this idea. So this is something that, you know, we kind of working on right now. And, you know, stay tuned because I, I, I you get a chef, a videographer and a pilot together. Man, the world is your oyster. So I'm I'm really excited about this idea. Yeah, I'm but, super hype. You just got me <laughs> hype again. I don't know what happened to my live stream, but yeah, that's super hype. So Jason is dope, man, and and I, I love his message about no fail trust. 
Yes. I do want to mention that because his message was so pure. Um, and he was just speaking about like, you know, you're only as strong as like the people you're with. Yeah. And like one of the best analogies that I got out of like the whole thing, like there was one analogy near the end where he kind of described like the positions on the plane. Mm-hmm. So he flies with like a, cr- like a crew of like six. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this is exactly, but it's something in this nature. So like the two in the front, like, and then there's one guy who knows like all the buttons, but there's two men in the back. Okay. And the two men in the back, the biggest message that I got from it is that although like they, and he was describing the two men in the back as like they're younger um, air force men or, or crew, you know, whatever, a military men, they're younger men typically. Yeah. And he was talking about, would you trust a 19 year old, you know, coming in and he, that he was basically saying in your business, in your business, would you trust a 19 year old? Well, at the end of the day, all of those people that run that position are mm-hmm. typically young. Well, the message that I'm trying to get through here is that basically that young man can see what he cannot see. Mm-hmm. And like that was such a, a message to me is like somebody else sees your blind spots. Oh, you know what I mean? Message. Yeah. So that was that was one of my big takeaways um, from the speech. Um, but I, I just I, I was soaking in from the speaker point of view as well. Yeah. That's what I was watching, absorbing mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, you, you know, know what I, what I lo- what I love about that. Who can see your blind spots? I, I'm a big I'm a big, big big fan of that thought process because I do that in my business. I, I go to a lot of the people who work for us and ask those kinds of questions. Like, what are you seeing that I don't see? Yeah. And, and, and most of the time, you know, there's, there's that intimidating factor until you build some trust. Right. 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 They got to trust you. I'm not going to tell you what's going on because I I don't want to be a snitch. I don't want to, but at the end of the day, I need to trust you and you have to build that trust within the the entire team to get that kind of feedback because that is so real. And it goes back to kind of like what the story that you shared earlier was when you were feeling down and you kind of were going in your own box. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody else has to, you know, be brave enough to speak up. Mm-hmm. So he was saying the crewman who's 19 years old has to has to be brave to say, hey, if you know to call this because we cannot land right now and you know the 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 pilot has 20 years on you, mm-hmm. who are you to say don't land? Yeah. But if he says, you know, whatever, don't land, the pilot has to pull off and he doesn't even ask, the pilot doesn't ask the guy, like what happened until he's back like they already made that decision then yeah. he asked what happened oh you know you know what's interesting is, is we we had a we had a yo leadership. this is crazy no this is so good we had a leadership meeting this week and that was a big part of the discussion is like i need you as leaders to make the call yeah make the call and i will support you because you are a leader and you're in your position for a reason right we will figure out afterwards whether it was the right call or the wrong call but make the call do not right. ignore it don't not deal with it right. i need you to make the call right so right. i i love that you know that that is that is exactly the same thing i will deal with it once we get back in the air and figure right. out what happened exactly but i need you to make the call make so the call. we and, don't and crash when you make that call i'm gonna trust you yeah because like, otherwise we crash right exactly <laughs> or, or we die you yeah. know what i mean something okay. happens okay. Like, you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna like, have to tag this podcast uh to jason because i i think yo you know, jason love you, dog. <laughs> he's getting some love right yeah, now yeah 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 so that's <laughs> jason o'hare if i'm not mistaken o'harris yep. o'harris yep, jason o'harris um, great dude, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I loved his message. He's he's a veteran. 
Um, and, I'm and glad I got in touch with you too. I, I was I was really adamant. I was like, if you're gonna come do something, you need somebody to do yeah. filming. You need to hit up. He wanted some man. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is funny that I can tell you this on a podcast because it's no luck's given. <laughs> he called me and he was just like, um, "Would you move out here for?" You know what I mean? He was uh-huh. asking a bunch of questions because he's Bay Area, and then he started telling me all about like Bay Area and all this stuff because uh-huh. y'all got a Bay Area yeah. love. Um, he's just like, "What would you move out here for?" And like, to be honest, like that question, I. I like, there's a real answer, and then there's, like, the kind of the sugar-coated answer. Mm-hmm. Like, the real answer is, like, I had I had nothing going for myself in, a life, in mm-hmm. my life, and I wanted to not get in trouble with marijuana. Yeah. That's the truth. So you came to Colorado. So I came to Colorado to not get in trouble because yeah. I was so close, legal. and it was always that. So it, it was a legal way for me to just get out. So, like, mm-hmm. so when I told Jason, I was like... You want the real answer or what you want? You want the sugar-coated answer. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm from the Bay Area, man. Keep it gangster with me. So like, I just told him, you know what I'm saying? I was just trying to stay out of trouble. So yeah. I came so out where, here. So where were you before here? I was in North Carolina, man. Well, I mean, uh, North Carolina, baby. Dayville, Jacksonville. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? So that's where I was raised, Jacksonville. And, uh, I mean, I went to college in Greenville, mm-hmm. Greenville, North Carolina. Um but that's like an hour away from home. If I could tell you something I, I don't really talk about enough, but as I did go to college, I went to college for, I was in college for two years. I was up there for three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't go far enough away from home. Yeah. Like I, I was still too close from home that I, I wasn't even focused on college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that is one of my things like that I do regret is not going far enough away because mm-hmm. I was too close from what I was comfortable with. What were you, what were you studying? Well, in school, shoot, I was studying uh, computer science. Okay, but like it would, like I was, I, I knew I could do it. But really, if being honest, like when I was went to college, it was all like gray for me. Like I didn't understand college. I mm-hmm. didn't understand where I was gonna live. Or, like the whole concept, I didn't really understand none of it. So I followed my buddy, mm-hmm. followed him to the school. I did the same major. I took the same classes. I did whatever he did. We stayed in the same dorm. You know what I mean? And yeah. then that's kind of like how I got in college. I just kind of, I just didn't. Shout out to homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shout out to homie because he was smart and we, we had similar, you know what I'm saying, um, interests. But, yeah, yeah well, man. I mean, how, how interesting is that? Like, you know, w- w- you, you're always going to, until you find what you want in life, yeah. you're going to mimic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What you know. Right, right, What's right. comfortable, what's familiar. Right. Right. And and that is a perfect example of it because here you are these these you know a couple years later yeah. to where you know you're pursuing something that you're passionate totally about different right right, right that right. has nothing to do with computer science I mean right. maybe somewhat here and there but yeah I think yeah at the end of the day you know you're passionate about what you're doing so you're pursuing right. something which is exciting you know for me it was cooking like I I got into cooking and right. I I enjoyed the fact that I could learn about the world that I had yet to see I have a question for you for you. And and this may be like in different times, it may have been something different because for me, like I don't love film Mm -hmm. the way that people think I love film. Mm -hmm. I love the impact of film and I love creating it, but I don't know if I love film. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? To me, it's a vehicle. Yeah. And like I got good at the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's the same for you? Like it's a vehicle, you got good at that vehicle or do you just love cooking? Um, I, I, I do love cooking. Um, I, I love the simplicity of cooking, but there's a difference between cooking at home and cooking professionally. Yeah. You know, when I'm cooking professionally, it, it, it has a lot to do with the end result, the experience, the, the, the systems, the, right. 
the team, you know, the total execution, there's a lot of work that goes into the planning. So for me, it's more leadership that I enjoy yeah, I of, of professional cooking than it is the actual cooking yeah. of, you know, serving 5,000 people. Like right. that's a lot of food to cook. Right, right. Uh, versus like I love throwing small dinner parties, which is why we built the studio, the studio yeah. which is why I like hosting things at the house, which is it leads to a lot of that stuff. I enjoy the small intimate because that's where I really get to cook. And, and right. it's not, I can get more, more into the, the fun of, of hand rolling that pasta or, yeah. you know, cause I'm not worried about the volume or being able to keep up with the production. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a big piece, but for me, food is never, never ending. But I, I think like, like I'm going to flip it on you. Cause I, I, what I love about your journey was, is that in the beginning, it wasn't necessarily the cooking for you. You were looking for a meal and the positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, I think that it's very similar. Like, I didn't know it was video until I got the positive reinforcement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just picked up a camera. You know what I mean? And just started editing. So, like, the translation between, like, and maybe I didn't get into the depth of, like, the whole programming, but I understand it. I'm pretty good at the um, idea, but... um, it was video games. Mm-hmm. I took the tran. I translated the talent or the skill of playing video games to editing music videos. Yeah. So then I I replaced music videos for just videos, and that's where I started to see like, oh wow, anybody can utilize this, even mm-hmm. businesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, and I love that you've kind of put that together because for me, it started yeah out of necessity. It started out of of you know, male role model, positive reinforcement, filling in voids of, of my, my father who wasn't there. That's where it started for me in kitchens. But I became so excited about the idea of how big the world was and all the places I wanted to go. And cooking immediately goes to traveling. Mm. Right, because yeah, food cause comes from food. every part of the world. It's so and regional; like they have all their yeah. little niches. And and it, you know, it's interesting now because I, I don't learn. I don't learn a lot about food in my own kitchens, right? I, I'm, when I'm playing with food, yeah, and, and getting to understand techniques. But traveling inspires me so much. When I come back from a trip, yeah. like I came back from Aspen, and I'm like, we're doing this, and we're doing this, and we're doing that. And they're like, yeah. whoa, you got a whole nother fire that we didn't, we we, didn't know we, existed. We're we not part of this yeah. fire. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I love that cooking has allowed me to see the world and travel the world. And it's, it's such a big piece of, of my why. Yeah. Why I love cooking is because it takes me to somewhere I never thought I would get to see. Right. And I think that that's like what I love about film, too. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes me places like, for example, Cheyenne Mountain Resort that like yeah. I would never go to otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or wherever. Like even like yesterday, man, I was on top of the mountain at what is it like some bird cave wind or something? Cave of the winds. <laughs> bird cave wind. <laughs> cave of the winds. But you, you have to make time for that kind of stuff. Like I'll randomly I'll just go, you know, have a glass of wine at the Broadmoor and work. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, because it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it, this is a okay, hundred I, year old building. That's so that is something about traveling. Like, and, and even like if 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 you don't have the luxury to travel right now, even like getting outside of your normal locations, <clears throat> it has that effect of like inspiring you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that I love more than when we travel. Yeah. Because I see things like you keep be gangster with you. Mm-hmm. Never, I would never see those things if I didn't rock, rock with you. But like, if I wasn't traveling, mm-hmm. so that does give me that. 
one, it gives me an appreciation for Colorado Springs. Absolutely. Like, it gives me love a here. different appreciation because I love the tempo of this city. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I value it. But then I go other places, and, and I, I can I can see why people love it as well. Yeah. Like I can adapt to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but the inspiration from certain places or even somewhere different, or I've been taking it to another level, just outside in nature alone, mm-hmm. like, can give you that type of inspiration. Yeah, and you I, I think I mean? there's two different lifestyles that you kind of have to decide. You know, do you want to live in the city? And, and and have that type of lifestyle that comes with living in the city? Or do you want something a little bit more quiet? Yeah. And and that's where you start to find mediums in between the two. And I, for me, Colorado Springs is exactly that. It's a yeah. good medium. I still feel like I'm in a city, but I'm not in a big city. So I'm not in the hustle bustle yeah. of my six block radius. I still right. need a car. I still have to drive around. Like it's, it's, it's spread out enough. So it's one of the reasons I love it here. But then I get the serenity of of colorado mountains i mean right. we're, we're in the rockies so it's like you know living at six thousand seven thousand elevation and being able right. to go in the woods and you right. know i mean how right, often you get in the woods bro you know i as much as i can you know whenever the if schedule i ever dictates, see you in the woods i'm running the other way <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's but it, there's something peaceful about you know walking up on a stream or or being out there like right now all the trees are changing across the across the world right oh, now. oh right? that would be a dope little so drive. like i love i love like this time of driving the peak to peak highway yeah and and heading up to like you know uh blackhawk yeah you know or, yeah. or estes park and taking yeah. that back way and yeah. all those aspens are changing That's and all pretty. those all those maple trees are changing right. right now like that is a gorgeous drive that if you don't make this drive during this time of the year, yeah, you're not going you're not going to get it for another year. Yeah, and I think what I what I want to stress here and the reason why we're talking about this is you get the same type of inspiration that you get from traveling that you do with nature. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I, I can pull that correlation between the two because yesterday when we were at the um Cave of the Winds, like we're just up in the mountains. Like it's mm-hmm. just right up right next to Manitou. Like yeah. it's not anywhere out of the regular that I would go. Mm-hmm. Like I do Manitou incline all the time, but like even that you know what I'm saying? Just getting out, yeah, like gives me that inspiration. Well, that's so, that's where golf comes in too. It's, it's one of the things I love about yo, golf. Yo, let's talk out, about golf because I'm outside. a golf junkie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're you're outside, and I I, th- I think there's something so beautiful about that is just having the ability to, you know, be outside, be in nature, get to experience, you know, the grass and the sound of the animals. Yeah, and, like there's so many, and it's one of the you know when you talk about being, being in the woods, I like to play golf in the mountains. I I think there's yes. so many gorgeous co- golf courses out here in the mountains yeah that i always try to sneak away to you know i used to not like playing golf um at different locations only because like my game wasn't good <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't getting better you know if any of us were good at golf we wouldn't be playing we wouldn't be doing what we're doing we'd be on the tour so now i feel like you know what i'm saying i have potential so like all right all right i can go to a different place yeah no and it, it's just it, i i think there's there's a certain uh, caliber of lifestyle that you yeah. get to experience when you go into a golf course because there is certain you know expectations on how you dress and you know what the what the the, the whole the stigma, mannerisms man. are yeah. of the game yeah trust me when i used to walk into there i used to feel odd you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but nowadays bro since i'm i'm a golfer i live this golfer life and i walk in there with my golf hat you know yeah, what i'm saying absolutely you know what i'm saying so i but do it, my thing all right i got a question for you real okay. quick go ahead go ahead no, what, i was you gonna say, to say you know for me hotels are the same way because for me working in all these upscale hotels over the years yeah i feel so comfortable walking in a hotel because i know yeah, how they operate yeah but i i, yeah. I also enjoy being in a hotel because it they're, they're beautiful i mean right. this is a, it's a whole other world because it right. is about service and hospitality 
I do see that, like being because you know the inside outs. Walking into one would be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you you know the positions, you know everything that's going on. That's interesting thought. I've never thought about that. Because when I go to like a Sonic, for example, <laughs> I used stupid. to work Sonic. Every time I go to Sonic, I'm like, I know all y'all positions. <laughs> Anyways, all right, all right. I got a good question. Hey, IG, if y'all are on live with us and y'all got a question, pop the question. We're reading the comments, but I need the questions. John John has a question for you. Ready? Okay. All right, what's the most exotic meal that you've eaten or cooked in terms of when you've traveled? Oh, um, I had horse sashimi one time in Japan. Horse sashimi? Yeah. Explain to me what so horse sashimi it's, is. It's raw horse. The raw horse? This <laughs> <laughs> is raw horse, y'all? Um, this is raw horse? Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a trip. Um, you know, every time I go back down south, I go down to Louisiana. Uh, I, I have I have an uncle who loves to to just kind of flex and be like, I'm, I'm gonna shock you. Like he's like, let's go get some real food one time. Yeah. He, t- he takes me and my brother to this barbecue, and uh, I mean it's like back in the bayou, and I mean they got fried raccoon and <laughs> possum, what and squirrel and that's an exotic meal. Yeah. That's an exotic. <laughs> well, when I think exotic, I think like animals hey, that, that might most be. people don't yeah. would normally eat. Um, so tell me, was it good? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, put some hot sauce on it. And <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the horse, the horse that, yeah, I did eat some raccoon. Um, and a horse, raw horse. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid really to eat stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm in. I, I'm, I'm, it doesn't scare I've me. I've got a ninth grade min- mindset right now. When you tell about <laughs> a raw horse, you eat raw horse. I'm over here like, yeah, you gross. <laughs> you eat that thing. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I've, I've, coo- I've cooked, a, I've cooked a lot of exotic uh, meats as well. I mean, I used to run the Craftwood Inn here, uh, which was specializing in exotic meat. Uh, so um, we had kangaroo on the menu. Really? Yeah, I used to cook kangaroo. I served it with like strawberry and rhubarb barbecue sauce. Um, what's the wildest thing y'all eat? If y'all on IG Live, tell me what the wildest thing y'all have eaten. Right, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Some raccoon. He says some yeah. kangaroo I'm turtle. Um, Dog, I ain't never ate no kangaroo. Have I yeah. even eaten kangaroo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I fed you. Kangaroo. You see how I do that? Because I don't know yeah. what you be feeding me. Nah, you you've eaten some crazy stuff too. Yeah. I mean, you've you've done some of these dinners uh, where you know I've served crickets. I've served. Yeah, ants. I, I have. I have ate the. I did eat the crickets. Yeah, we we've served a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, we had rattlesnake on one of those dinners. I don't think I ate the snake. Um, well, you didn't know it was in there. I made that. Did rat, I eat it? The Harry Potter dinner. And I ate it? Yeah, the Slytherin course. Oh, my God. Yeah, see? Look, see? y'all, what did I I just admitted to eating that stuff. I did. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. No, so, you know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of cool stuff. I, you know, one time I was yeah, in that's China. That's a great question, John John. Thank I love, you. I love that question. You know, one time I was in China. I was in, uh, where was I? At? I think I was in Shanghai. And I was going to a night market. They have these night markets where, you know, they shut down the street and the vendors come out. And I'm walking down there, and, and I'm by myself. I'm just kind of wandering. And this lady grabs a king snake out, like a live king snake. Oh, my She Jesus. grabs it out of the basket, and she shoves it in my face. And she's like, Bruh. salt and pepper snake, salt and pepper snake. And I'm like, sure. So You say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I ordered it. Oh, hell, I would have ran. I, I can't even make this up. She bent down on a sidewalk, pulled out a cleaver, and started cutting the snake up right there, like gutted it, 
his head all chopped what? it up. Like she had a little cutting board set up right there. You and, picked uh, your snake. She showed she, you this. Yes, and then she chopped it up and she she fried it in the wok and hit it with some salt and pepper. And man, I sat down and munched on some snake. And you bones. ate some salt and pepper snake. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear this, brother? Ate salt and pepper snake. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think that's and one he of, ate raw horse. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when you're traveling and you get the opportunity to just explore, I don't, you know, whether you're down in like you're down in the islands or right. you're you're in the Middle East or yeah, you know, is there anything Asia, you would say don't eat? Like, don't try this, but be open to everything, but don't try this. I mean, you know, you you ask questions. Okay, okay, that's ask a questions. Good one. Okay, you know? okay, and and go with people you trust. I, I think that's the other piece. Like obviously that snake was alive, so yeah. like I'm not worried about eating something that is not. Yeah, but there's you know there there's certain like there was stories. I hate snakes. I was I was on this I was on this food tour, um, and I think I was in I think I was in Hong Kong, and. I was on this food tour and the lady was like, yeah, we're very specific about which vendors we take you guys to because, you know, there's been a lot of health issues as far as like some of these vendors with their grease. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, they can't afford to go get grease from the store. Yeah. So they're actually like taking the grease out of the sewer and then boiling it. Oh, man. To separate the water from the oil. And then using that to cook. And she's like, a lot of people were getting sick. So they shut down a lot of these stalls because yeah, of that. Yeah. You know? So it's like, you got to, especially when you're in foreign countries, go with a local. I always say, like, go ask the bartender where they're yeah, eating at. Yeah, like, because the yeah. bartender is always going to tell you straight, hey, right. this is where you should go. Right. Or the cab driver. Or, right. or if you're driving, you know, you're driving in a, in a foreign country and you see a whole bunch of workers, like construction workers eating there. You should probably stop. Like that's the spot. Yeah, that's, that's the a, lunch spot. Yeah, that's the local spot. That's those are some good tips, you know, for for people that are traveling to actually, you know, ask questions and trust the local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a local friend, you know. But when you're in the Dominican, beware of the mama wanna. <laughs> see, go ahead, say say it again. Go I ahead. Say, but, but when 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 you're in the Dominican, you got to beware of the mama wanna. That's that's the local drink and. uh it, it'll go to your head real quick. So see, look, yeah. that's the A. I'm glad we got the little yeah. Because then you there. start dropping. You know, you become a little bit. Oh yeah, I'll try that too. And next thing you know, you like I ate snake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I ate snake, y'all. All right, man. So I just want to um, bring this back because you know the podcast itself. We kind of been all over the place. Um, but for me personally, um, I do want to give them some, you know, something to, to take away this week. Mm -hmm. Um, it has been a wild week for, I think everybody, I think everybody's kind of dealing with the life, you know, we're all in this little bubble of life and we're trying to figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. So like what kind of tips or advice would you give people this week? Um, and I'm just going to say in terms of, you know, not only, but sharing their story, embracing it, but you know, actually speaking about it. Yeah. Because if I could reflect real quick, you know, we began this conversation with kind of talking about like Leah's things with, with me opening it up. I have to give you this moment and give you your flowers because I wouldn't have shared my story if, if so many times you didn't get, get to me and told yeah. me like about that. And I've always told you like, yo, I got a story to tell. And like, we, we kind of talk about, you know, how I can, you know, go through that process. But I I don't think I would have spoken up unless I knew, you know, um, somebody else was listening. That was going to help. 
Well, no, no, not that, not that. That I, I knew I could do it because of of me watching you. Oh wow, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. So like you are, you know, I always tell you, you my, you my homie, you my mentor, and and like business partner, whatever. Fifty fifty. <laughs> Funny jokes, um, but like at the end of the day, like I do learn a lot, and I'm very inspired. And even on this podcast, like the impact of sharing the story i always tell other people about it but like for me i i i'm scared to really tell all of it Mm -hmm. so i'm very grateful and happy that i was able to get some of it out you know what i'm saying so i want to thank you about it i want to thank you for that well the people it's it's always the people that i hurt by sharing my story that's Mm -hmm. it that's the only thing i'm scared of yeah and you know what the second thing is i could be even more honest like it's the shame thing Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a shame game. It's like, yo, this is really who I am. This is what I've been through. Like, that's, it's a little shameful. You know what I mean? But, like I said, without the conversations that we've had on this podcast, without me, like, going through the things that I've gone through, like, I wouldn't been able to do it. Like, I cried. I cried four times, mm-hmm. I think, in that in that interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't have gone through that. I, I might have shut down or even I wouldn't have got to that point without, like, us going through what we've gone through on 24 episodes and then me hearing you tell your story. We always talk about the importance of sharing your story mm-hmm. and always, we always say like, you know, the two things, one, you can't share your story until you accept it first. Yeah. And then two, you don't know who your story is going to touch. So yeah. that was very, very close to my heart when we began that, because I almost said like, nah, let's not do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm writing a book. Like, I'm still going through my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, on that notion, just in regards to, like, you know, what I want to give to the listeners, like, um, what advice in, in, in regards to even sharing it more, speaking about it? You know what I'm saying? Because that was my, my one one thing is is if I could go back, like, I wish I would have spoke up sooner. Mm-hmm. I said that in the podcast. How would you help somebody to speak up in this nature, you know what I'm saying, of... um you know, sharing their story, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, the, fir- the the most important thing to realize is that the longer you hold it in, the harder it's going to be to control it when it bursts out, right? It, it's going to happen. There's no way. You know, I, I told, I have a young young student right now. He's 19. He's in our kitchen. And I'm like, dude, don't hold on to this till you're 30. Yeah. You know, like you need to be talking about it. You need to get it out. Because you're going to get older and then you're going to get resentful and you're going to get shut down and you're going to push relationships away, whether that's professional or personal, that, you know, could have turned into something great. Yeah. You know, and loneliness is like, I think that's the worst, worst thing that could happen to somebody in this world is is loneliness. Like we all need each other. And I think when you, when you get to the point of, of fi- finding the courage, because it, it does take courage, when you find the courage to start talking about your struggle, your story, you know, what you've been through, that is is half the battle. Because then people start listening, and, and they give you exactly what you did, the feedback of like, man, thank you. Yeah. And, and that's what I, – I, I talk about a lot of stuff – and I'm very vulnerable about a lot of stuff. And sometimes, it, you know, I wish I hadn't. But I know I'm reaching a lot of people. And, and people stop me in the restaurant. People stop me in the streets. People hit me up on social media. They send me they emails. They write about you in papers. I mean, that's that's crazy, you know, because I'm just, I feel like I'm just me. I'm not trying to be a celebrity. I'm not trying to, like, that's, that's not real. 
Right. You know, real is what we're having right now, which is a conversation. Real is 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 human interaction. Is 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 being true to your word and you know, not assuming the the worst of everybody and writing the end of chapters. Like right. you have to live in the moment and live in the now. And you know, I, I just I think it, it takes a lot of courage to do it, but you know, you gotta find that voice and the sooner you find it, the sooner you can start to heal and then mm. you can start to heal others. I think that's that's I'm, I'm gonna feed off of that before I give you my um you know advice for the week is I love that you say that you can heal others because if if you hold on to it you end up hurting others mm-hmm. you know and and even like that that lonely feeling that you were describing like you're lonely because you're blocking all the love away yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i had to really really um like dive into these things in regards to my life you know in the last 2 years and that's really where i'm able to reflect a lot you know now mm-hmm. in the last 2 years i've i've had a lot of closure with you know just who i am yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because at at one point, like, you know, I'd probably cry, was it? but I felt like I was a failure as a father. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my son was one. Just to be honest, I ain't had no money. I was trying my best to start a business and like, you know, in and out of the other job. And like I was over committing for my business and it was hurting my family. And then I didn't have no family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One of my hardest times. Damn, I got emotional. Cause I speak about my son. One of my hardest times was during the pandemic when everybody was with their family and like all I wanted was to to be with them. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So like just even being able to speak about that pain, you know what I'm saying, like shows me the growth that I've come from starting this podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I wouldn't have have spoke about none none of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Before this, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, well, and think too, like you just now talking about like the loneliness you experienced during the pandemic and not being able to see your family. A lot of people felt that, man. A yeah. lot of people went through that experience and, and they were isolated. They couldn't travel. They could, you know, people passed away. Yeah, see, that's... You know, family members passed away. I had family members that passed away during the pandemic. Like, Yeah, and that, that's... That's and, real. And this is... This is <laughs> It's 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 like you know what I'm saying not one pain is more more than the other one you know what I'm saying and my pain was was dog my my son was a block away mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah and and in this time where life's uncertain certain and and all we do is value the time that we do have to not have that you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and it wasn't like they far away I couldn't travel all these things like they a block up the way it's just like it is what it is yeah. So I had to deal with that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And even speaking about like the the pain from my youth, like I get it's it's it, it does take courage, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So and, so what do you think changed between what you were going through during the pandemic with that relationship to like now to where you have a little bit more time? What do you mean more time? Like you 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 get to spend more time with your son now. I don't. I get this I get the same time. I get the same time. I was just saying like during the weeks, I didn't get to see him. Mm-hmm. Like, everything shut down. I only got him on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so I get him every Friday night. I drop him off every Monday morning. Mm. So, like, the time didn't change, but I'm just saying, like, all that time that a lot of people got to share with their family because they were in one ho- household, mm. I was isolated by myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. have a family. That's why I kept checking on you. No, nah, and I, bro, I break down <laughs> stop. <laughs> Dog, I mean, for I, real. I cried on the phone so many times to you because I, bro, I was... Yeah. A tough place. Well, and that's Ooh. the thing, man. Like, 
like you know that's what we need we need more of that like check on your people it's not about you like they're gonna check on you that's why they're in your corner yeah yeah and that's people that don't want nothing from you they just want you to be well and happy yeah yeah yeah. so look i got emotional because like i got it once again like bro like nobody checked on me like that my sister, of course, mm. you know, so my sister always check up on me. I got a couple, you know what I'm saying? But like your check-ins were so timely. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't I don't know if I've ever told you this. I think I did that one day when I broke down, but like your check-ins were so timely that like I, re- I really have to thank God for like you sending those messages, you calling because I needed those things, you mm. know what I'm saying? So like I got emotional just because like like I can I can remember that space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I mean, th- those times were so hard, you know, and I and I think about like I've 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 really. All right, I'm going to share it. I'm going <laughs> to share it. I've, I've dealt with this, but like ever since a kid, I was suicidal. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was suicidal. Yeah. So in that time, I was very suicidal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was scared to say that, but like, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's a real thing. So thank you. You know, and it's interesting that you just brought that subject up because I've just really started to say that out loud of when I was going through my time and, and being extremely depressed and feeling like I had let everybody down in the world. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't worth anything. Yeah. And that that was something that was so hard for me to actually say out loud. I was able to put it on paper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, until recently, I, I just started talking. I, you know, I did a podcast a couple of days ago. And I talked about like being suicidal and, and yeah. you know, mixing pills and alcohol and intentional and the divine intervention that happened during that time. And I'm just grateful for that. But yeah, I want other people who are are, are going through this loneliness and, and feeling like the world is 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 pointless. You you have to understand, man, we, we there's a lot of people out there that right. believe in you, want to support you. So that's um, when you got to get out in nature. That's when you got to travel. You got to get out of your norm you know what i'm saying well and the we have to make sure that the the phones work in two ways you know like you can make the effort to call somebody to check in on them just because you're you're feeling like a, you know they're ignoring you or not talking to you like doesn't mean you can't make the phone call because you're writing the end of the story you yeah. don't know you don't yeah. know what they're going through right you know and I, I think that's an important piece like i will say this too just like um because i have a friend in north carolina who's going through this with like entrepreneurs like entrepreneurs like mental health right now has Mm -hmm. to be checked as well because you know even the most positive people running businesses are being challenged right now absolutely um on every level and uh uh, entrepreneur mental health um just the awareness itself check on those friends that's the point of me bringing this up no it's so real man i i can't even begin to talk about how many days i just feel like giving up like yeah it it's hard right now, and, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm I'm getting hit with problems that I couldn't even dream up, right? And I don't even know how to begin to handle. But you know, I have a good support system. I have people who are in my corner. I have I have people protecting my blind spots. Yeah, right. That, and that that's beautiful? that's that twelve. We talk about that twelve, man. You need those people in your life, and you got to focus on building those relationships. And in order to build those relationships, you got to drop those walls, right? You can't isolate yourself. You can't shut down. You've got to start building those relationships with people where you trust them, yeah. because they're not in it for anything. They're in it for the relationship of you. And I, I think that's so important. That's 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 the best help that I've gotten over any counselor, over any book I've read you know, or trying to do it on my own is, is really just letting people in. 
Yeah, it takes numbers. Like, you can't do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We talked about the two out of three, you know what I'm saying? The triangle. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I thought about this recently. Only because I, I do film. <laughs> and I was setting up the tripod. But, like, once you get two feet level, it's easy to get a third one level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I take that analogy because, like, um, that balance of life, like, you have to, you have to win the mental game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? The um physical and spiritual game are, are just as important. Mm-hmm. Right now, granted, I'm not focusing on physical because I, I do that one run a month. Like mine is mental and spiritual right now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I have to find that that positive um that positive bounce within that to then be able to spill over to the rest. Yeah. So my tip or advice for somebody, you know what I'm saying, that wants to share their story. I think my, my tip would be really simple, which is start somewhere, you know, because when, when we started that podcast, I didn't know where I wanted to start, like whether like I didn't even describe this, but I will describe it here. Like when my, my mother separated from my father, when my family split because um, there was five children and then, you know, I'm saying the two parents when the family split, it was just me, my sister and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I just remember one night. I don't remember all the details, but I remember one night. We knew what was coming because it was it was different, but when they actually went out the van and separated, like I I'll never forget that moment of that's when I felt like my family was taken from me mm-hmm. when they actually they went and lived on their own. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So my mother, her, my two older sisters, and my older brother they went on their own, and me and my father and my little my little sister we went on our own. The reason why I say, say that is because. I wanted to start there. Mm-hmm. And, bro, I didn't even tell about that moment. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that moment was so big to me when I started. But because I started somewhere else, like, my story just kept coming. I didn't yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know what no. I was going to say, bro. The, these these reflection moments, these wounds in your timeline, right? Yeah. That's what they are. They're wounds. They're scars yeah. in your timeline. Yeah. Those, those scars, you know, they're reminders. Yeah, they're reminders, but they're so important because it's 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 what a lot of us are dealing with, you know. And I went through a similar experience. My parents split before my father passed away. Yeah, and and I remember them being being in completely different cities and and trying to go back and forth as as young boys. We didn't know what was going on, but yeah, I remember I remember what it did to us as individuals and like how even now as you know approaching forty, that's still a piece. Of, that's a wound that right. you know still hurts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it, it you, that's what reflecting and talking about and discovering. You know, I encourage everybody to write out your timeline. Yeah, write out the wounds of what happened to you when you were ten, yeah. nine, eight. Because your seven. memories mean something. You know what I'm saying? And and you'll discover new things that you didn't realize were bothering you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, that's for real. Because you put it away in a closet. You locked it away. You put a wall up. You isolated yourself and you ignored it for all these years. And it's still aching at you. And that, like that's a moment where you have the ability to rediscover and deal with that problem. Right. And 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 find some type of healing because now you're gonna get the opportunity to help yourself and then help somebody else. That's the power of your story, y'all. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I you can't make this up, bro. This was probably um uh, my favorite podcast of them all. <laughs> 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 all right man let's yeah. see what we got here let's see what we got um oh man we making people tear up um i'm sorry y'all i love y'all no, um, real. cool you know? 
It's okay to cry. So look, if anybody's following us, um, I want to thank you for Spotify listeners, Apple listeners, and then if you watch the videos, the videos are always on YouTube at Chef Brother Luck. All right, we do have a Patreon. Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Chef Brother Luck. And you could be um, on Team Luck and actually support our vision and what we're trying to do. Um, and you'd be a partner. You know what I'm saying? One day you'd be 50-50. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, 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 always, we always try to get it figured out. But, you know, we, we, we're we learning it constantly. We're, we're getting ready to, to redo the, the cooking segment from last night because I tried to do it by myself without Dana and it was horrible. Yeah, we're going to knock that out real quick. Too easy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's where we're doing all the cooking classes. We're doing all the little t- tricks of the trade. So, yeah, you can always check it out there. But man, anytime you need to follow follow us uh, across the board, ask Chef Brother Luck. Hey, my name is Dana Keith. Everywhere except for IG, I'm official. I'm official, <laughs> Dana Keith on IG, y'all. Follow me, and I love y'all. Yeah, man, appreciate All right, y'all. y'all. Until next time, no luck's given. We Peace. out. The man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Luck's Given. <laughs>